All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, sponsored by Brewers Pizza, Orange Park, and Clay County's only brew pub. This is Corey. Hey guys, what's up? It's Derek. What's up, guys? It's JK3. All right, so we are back immediately the next day for part two of our training camp episode, or episodes, I guess, uh, which will pretty much come out the day of uh, Thursday, the day that camp starts. Um, so uh, to kind of get started with a couple little quick things we were kind of chatting about beforehand, uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, Gate has the new cups out, so I'm pretty pumped about that. So, you know, when I go up there tomorrow and get my little egg salad sandwich, uh, I can pick up one of the <laughs> oh pick up one of those new Jaguar cups. Egg salad sandwich? <laughs> oh my really? God. Out of all the things, you going to get an egg salad sandwich? Oh, you never tried that before? A gas station egg salad sandwich? No, man. That has a cup with the bottom written, of Pepto. That has bubble guns <laughs> written all over it. <laughs> what? Oh my god! Exactly. I mean, you think it would not be good? It's actually pretty good. I mean, it's pretty solid, actually. You, I will say the cashiers usually give me judgmental looks, like I'm the only person that actually buys it. But um, you've got the stomach of a goat if you can eat a, an egg salad sandwich from a gas station. <laughs> hey, so you use the cup to drink, you know, soft drinks as well as barfing. I mean, because that's the only thing I can think of you would need the cup for after that. It's not like the cashier is like making it for me behind the counter or anything. It's all prepackaged and delivered there. Haven't you heard the commercials on like 1010XL, like the dandy sandwich thing that like Mike Dempsey always talks about? Mike Mike Dempsey acts like dandy is in his kitchen making the sandwiches. (laughs) <laughs> like Dandy, Mr. Dandy. Mr. Dandy's there with his cane and his, his little uh, Kentucky Derby hat in, in, uh, in the kitchen whipping up turkey sandwiches and egg salad sandwiches apparently yeah egg salad is delicious I don't know about you guys but anyway uh, but uh, yeah the cups look pretty cool I think they're like 99 cents or, or something and then you get the, the free refills or cheap refills or, or something like that but Anyway, so we got that going on since yesterday. <laughs> we got the uh, we got uh, Madden. I think we forgot to talk about that a little bit, and uh, I'm not. I haven't played as much uh, in years, really. But I guess Leonard Fournette's uh, upset about the rating or something that he got. You guys know about that? I mean, of course, he's upset about his rating. I, I think the only person that um, I think everyone was upset about their rating, unless they were rated like a 99. Um, other than that, I mean, I think Fournette's rating is fair. For what he was, um, I think Jalen, AJ, number one, number two in the game. Um, I'm excited about it. You know, I, I enjoy playing Madden. Um, so it's going to be one of the things that I go out and buy on uh, when it comes out. So if any gamers are out there, hit me up on Xbox Live. Uh, K3LLUM86. That's my gamer tag. Hit me up. Xbox One. Xbox One, baby. I'm gonna have to buy X Xbox just to just to kick your butt. Okay, so um, I we can't should, wait. We could we could live stream it on Twitch and Corey can commentate it. That's fine. <laughs> That's yeah. fine. He's just gonna be, he's just gonna be pressing he's just gonna be pressing beat because you're just gonna be cussing because I'm gonna be lighting you up. So I'm telling you, I'm telling you bro. <laughs> I, 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 I I'll I'll run with uh, I'll run with the Jags, but probably pick like a West Coast offense. I'm, I can't. Never mind. I can't be giving out giving out the secret sauce. Gotta, yeah, what stop. are you doing? Yeah, I gotta stop. I gotta stop. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I uh, I also read uh, on the grapevine on the internet. I think this is on Reddit. It could have been on Twitter. And I'm sorry if I stole this from somebody, but I guess Leonard Fournette plays a lot with the fans on there. And his 
gamer tag must be widely known. I don't know. It must be you must be able to find it somewhere on his page. But he apparently will play with fans. You can connect with them, and apparently he sucks. Like he gets beat like sixty to nothing and like forty two to seven and stuff like that. So I guess it's not like it's not a given that just because you play football you're going to be good at Madden. But Probably. when you're act, when you're actually the the character in the video game, I think you get a pass. So, well, what was interesting is that, I, and again, I think it was Reddit, and I I will try to find out afterwards and put the link to the post if I can find it. And if I can't, I'm sorry, but. I think they said that he only played with the Atlanta Falcons is what he said on the microphone. So does he have a connection to Georgia or anything? Or why uh, Why would he pick Atlanta, you think? I mean, they're probably the easiest to use in the game with Devontae Freeman, uh, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones. Uh, their defense is straight. Uh, yeah, so that's probably it. But, I mean, honestly, if you're if you're just going to use a team for their, their players, you might as well use Kansas City. You've got, like, Kareem Hunt, uh, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, their defense is straight. Or either them or the Eagles. Yeah. So anyway, if Leonard Fournette listens to this podcast, sorry to talk trash about your Madden game, but that's just what we heard. So if it's not true, you know JK3's gamer tag. You can jump on, and we'll definitely uh, live uh, stream that as, as well if we can get it. Put me get a hold of. Put them. me up on the scoreboards. I don't want to play it at my home on my my modest you know sixty inch TV. <laughs> I want to I, I want to go up against the world's largest scoreboard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think they've done stuff like that before, haven't they? Haven't they done something like that? Yeah, I don't those, know. Kids are, those, those kids, yeah, they have, but those kids are unreal. Like, they literally have no life but Madden. Yeah. Like, they're 13 <laughs> playing Madden and just crushing it. So, I would hate to play them. Making millions of dollars, probably. Right. Um, one thing that was in the news that I really didn't pay as much attention to, but is kind of surprising to me, and, and I'll let you guys elaborate on it because you're a little bit more well-informed, is the the whole deal with the guaranteed contract. So like when we were talking before, I always thought, and maybe this is why I wasn't paying attention to it, but I always thought when players got drafted, you had a guy get picked, and they would come up with a contract, and then the pick after him would ha- use that as like a general framework, and it would be somewhat similar, but maybe a little less money. And now what you guys were telling me is that there's a couple guys, uh, particularly Barkley and someone else, that are getting the um, the fully guaranteed contracts as rookies. So, uh, Derek, I know you were looking up some of the, the cap or contract information. Uh, what's the deal with that? And, well, I mean, what kind of, I guess, confidence does that say in the organization that they would fully invest the entire contract to be guaranteed when the guy hasn't played one snap in the NFL? Well, it, you know, it's all based on the team. You know, you no longer can you like back. I think Sam Bradford was the last quarterback that got drafted uh, that had like his guaranteed contract and his money worked out before he the draft even happened, and it was like a hundred million dollars. You know, with that collective bargaining agreement that came out like the following year that took into effect. Now around like the thirty thirty five million dollar range. I think it's like thirty one thirty two to be exact. It's like the max you can sign a rookie for, but usually they put it on base salary. Now what you have been seeing lately is these rookies are getting that money on their guaranteed side of the contract. Is it a strategic move to try and get them to be more loyal to the, you know, to the team? Sure. Why not? Hint, look at Le'Veon Bell in Pittsburgh, but they're really, you know, going, you know, negotiating that guaranteed money and what Barkley's got, what, Something like absolutely stupid, like thirty-one million, and then uh, Fournette. I mean, he's even got you know a lot of guaranteed money. You know, he's getting, uh, according to uh, what was this, OverTheCap.com, 
like 4.4 million prorated. Cap number this year is like 6.1 million. So, and you know, so there's a lot of guaranteed money that's on the table for these rookies. Um, it's nowhere near the absolute insaneness that they'll get with their second contract if everything works out. So, but it's it's up there. You know, it's definitely up there. Taven Bryan did not get anything like that, right? I don't think so. No, I mean he he's getting one point three with a four hundred eighty thousand base salary according to overthecap dot com. We think this might be the closest to the actual numbers. Um, I mean, obviously anybody in our shoes, anybody period, should take one point three million dollars in guaranteed money. Uh, but it's nowhere near. Yeah, it's not the 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 Baker Mayfield's uh, Saquon Barkley money that they're getting. Uh, absolutely crazy. Right. All right. Well, so we hit on a couple things there. Uh, obviously, part two of our little training camp uh, episodes was in regards to the defense. So we did cover the offense quite a bit in the last episodes. So if you are listening to this out of order, shame on you because I definitely put part one and part two in the, in the titles. But uh, go back and listen to the first one first. Or if you just like the defense better than the offense, you can start with this one too. But we're just going to kind of go position by position, uh, talk a little bit about what we're thinking is going to play out in training camp, what we think right now as far as which guys are ahead or behind, and, and maybe some guys that we think that will potentially break out or be a surprise guy like um, Keelan Cole, as we talked about last time. So uh, just to kind of start out, we'll look at the defensive line. So, I mean, arguably, Derek, and I'll let you kind of – uh, break down the the positions here, uh, or just kind of you know name the the depth chart generally, I guess as we see it right now. But would you say the strongest group on the team, or is that uh, the corners, or, or what would you say? Oh uh, gosh, that's that's extremely tough. That's really tough. But uh, pass rushing is just as important as a good corner. But if you get to the quarterback faster, that's less time that your corners have to cover. So I guess you got to go with the defensive line. Yeah, I, I agree. Defensive line is probably <clears throat> the strongest and the uh, the most depth uh, at playmakers. Um, I mean, that depth is going to be probably tested here in week one um, with uh, Fowler being out and, uh, you know, Darius being out as well. So, I mean, I, I think it's really going to put that, that line to the test. But like you mentioned, Derek, um, you know, they do create a really unique pass rush. You've got a weapon in Ngakwe that his strip sack is, you know, that's his, that's how, that's his bread and butter. Uh, and that's, that's how he eats right now. And then up the middle with Malik, uh, Calais and then out to the other side as well. Um, you know, once, once Fowler does get back, if they're putting those third down situations, but, um, yeah, I think they, they've got a really good solid group. Now, do we know if Darius is suspended for sure? Uh, I think he will be, you know, because they basically are going to tell him either snitch and tell us who was there or else we're going to suspend you. But have they, they haven't made well, any announcements yet, have they? Well, really quick, help me out on that because I didn't really follow that as closely. Like, what's the whole story with Darius and the, and the possible suspension? Well, they had an an off season party, and there may have been a you know certain advancement to a certain person that wasn't welcomed, and that's where we are right now. What, what, what? Is that what it was? <laughs> well, there's there's actually advancement. There's actually two cases. So there's uh, he's got one like in Tampa, and then another one in Texas or something like that. 
and the one in Texas apparently involved the party. And, you know, like I said, the, the NFL, you know, obviously you can tell they're not playing. Do they do some things without, you know, full evidence, just making stuff up in their mind? Sure, they do. Uh, we, we know how Roger Goodell operates. But at the same time, they're going to want to know who else was there. They know he wasn't the only one there. They're going to want to know who else was there. If he doesn't tell them, then they could probably just suspend him on that. I mean, he's already at, what, strike two? So. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, I, I, so when is that coming down the pike? Do we know? No, nobody knows anything. I mean, look at the, like, the, the Jameis situation. I mean, that's, that happened two years ago and they just handed that down. So mm-hmm. th- there's no, we could say it could be next week, it could be next month, it could be next year. Okay. Um, so from the perspective of the other guys on, on the defensive line, Avery Jones, uh, obviously Taven Bryan, who's, who's coming in as a rookie, Dwayne Smoot, um, how do you think the snaps are going to play out as far as camp goes? Or just, I guess, the competition in general. I mean, do any of those guys have a chance to try to break the starting lineup, or is that pretty much already uh, locked in? Um, no, they don't. They There's no way. they they. I mean, I think they're great players. Don't get me wrong. But – the amount of disruption that the starting line can create and, you know, what they do is, you know, one makes them one of the top, I think, defensive line in the actual league. So I, I think it would be a knock on them to, to, to say that they don't have a chance to because you never know injuries happen, things like that. But if the team does stay healthy right now, I think the defensive line is pretty much set without any competition just because of their body of work they put in last year. Granted, when Smoot came in, when Avery Jones came in, um, you know, that was just an awesome just like wave of just fresh legs coming in and then fresh talent still being able to develop and create disruption. But those guys that you got up front right now doesn't get any better than in the league in my opinion. Maybe Aaron Donald if you add him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's going to be a um exciting, you know, year again because of that D-line, uh the whole defense obviously, but you can't to be able to go, you know, rotate two teams of four in. That's going to just create all kinds of opportunity for them to get so creative on the defensive side of the ball. To kind of tie it back into the offensive discussion yesterday cuz one of you guys had mentioned that uh, the whole the whole theory about practicing against a really good defense can only you know sort of improve the offense as well. So I mean, as far as the offensive line goes, I mean they're they're going to really benefit from facing against these guys every single practice every day, right? Yeah, they're they're not gonna they're they're not gonna come up against a tougher opponent day in and day out than what they're gonna see with this defensive line every day. Over and over and over again. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where you you get them in your individual drills. You get them in, you know, when when team goes and does seven on seven. Um, you know, your skill receiver, your skill players go out and do seven on seven. You you got them right there in the individual drill. And then when it comes time to team, you you know, you're facing these guys, you know, for a majority of the time and a majority of your practice. And just imagine, you know, the tension is, is going right now between. Um, you know, Norwell and let's say uh, a Malik Jackson, 
You know, Malik has a mouth on him. Malik is, is one of the more more boisterous. Um, you know, so imagine seeing that right there. Imagine Ngakwe, you know, coming uh, you know off the side on either Parnell. You know, Parnell's a widely uh, a wily vet, so he's going to try to do some things uh, to disrupt uh, Ngakwe. Uh, and then, you know, back with Fowler, he's going to practice, but on those obvious downs and those obvious plays, you know, have that, and no one's stopping Calais Campbell. So, I mean, just it's just going to be a great, great opportunity to watch some really good uh, trench football. All right, well, kind of shifting gears to linebacker, Derek, I'll let you kind of take it, but, you know, Paz is retiring. Uh, Miles Jack's obviously going to have to play a, a stronger role, um, and I know you're a Telvin guy, so uh, what's it looking like as far as the linebacker position goes? Fly. Fly, fly, fly. Uh, that flying all around the ball from sideline to sideline. That's what it's going to look like. I mean, the only thing is who, who's going to start in the middle on the running downs. You know, uh, we got you know, a couple guys that we've drafted and some guys in camp, uh, Donald Payne, Brooks Ellis, and Blair Brown. So that's really the only question. But if Miles Jack and Telvin stay healthy, dude, you're going to have some serious they're, – they're going to be making a lot of tackles this year. So who is taking over? Because I know Telvin is the captain of the defense, but who is going to be responsible primarily for the play calls and for you know the adjustments that happen um, you know at the line of scrimmage? I thought it was going to be Jack. Okay, you know that, that's what you know that's <clears throat> what they were quote unquote grooming him for last year. Um, wasn't the word was or wasn't the word that he was kind of struggling with that some? Yeah, yeah. Anybody would struggle with that though. You know, that ain't the easiest thing in the world to do. That's why you know Pods was such a, a unique player. Yeah, the the body was uh, betraying him, but his mind was probably still and still is sharp as ever. So when it comes to that, I think also too as a downfall with Miles Jack is because he's always been put in just crazy positions. Um, you know, because of his freakish athletic ability, you know, he's always at UCLA. He, he, he played safety. Sometimes he was covering slot receivers, you know, number one receivers at some time, they even put him in at offense and did just some crazy things with him. And I think over the last, what, two to three years, two, two years, two seasons, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two yep. seasons. He's been focusing at the, at, at the, that the linebacker position showed up big in Pittsburgh. Showed up big throughout the rest of the season, knew where he was supposed to be. But I think where he makes that leap was uh, a couple years back, everyone said, man, Telvin is in the right spot. He's just one or two steps late, right? He's just one or two steps late. I think now that diagnosis and him actually seeing things and seeing live fire, especially deep run into the AFC uh, championship, uh, you know, that, that'll be good if he's the one actually calling the plays. But Telvin is going to be an emotional leader. That third linebacker spot, I think that's one of the more open, you know, spots on the defense. Would y'all say? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's up for grabs. I mean, it really I is. Mean, you guys, ha- do you guys have like a, a who you feel to be a front runner or somebody you think will take that spot? Probably Brown, I would think. Hmm. Yeah, Brown. I agree with I agree with you, Blair. He's he's got the he's got the experience, but the thing about Blair and what may be working for him as far as like pressure wise, he's not like a household name. You know, you know, every, everyone knows who uh, AJ is. Everyone knows who Jalen is. Everyone knows Calais, Malik, Ngakwe, Telvin, Miles Jack because of what he did at uh, UCLA. So I think 
the pressure is off for uh, Blair Brown to to really have a standout camp, and that that'll be really good to see him as we we know him as Jag fans, but I, I think that'd be really good for him to to have that that breakout camp. Now, as far as corners go, and we'll have to give a quick shout to Jalen Ramsey because I guess he's going to miss uh, some of the tra- uh, beginning of camp, I guess, because he's having a baby, right? I think I read that today. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's that's been pretty- in a relationship with, uh, I think, Golden Tate's sisters. So, you know, that's that kid's going to have some freakish, you know, athletic genes there, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> go ahead and get a contract drawn up. Yeah. Like that. All right. I All right. Allowed. Yeah. I think I think it's um, he's a little girl, so congratulations to him. That's 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 awesome. Okay, that's cool. Well, shout out to him for that. It's pretty cool. I guess he'll miss maybe a little bit of camp in the beginning, which is obviously justified. Got Boye, obviously, and then uh, the addition of DJ Hayden as well. So, uh, you know, back to what I said originally with the, the defensive line, the corners. I mean, that argument of, of which is stronger. Um, any, I mean, I don't even really know what to talk about there. I mean, we're pretty solidified there, but are there any uh, things to kind of keep an eye out in training camp? Or, or, you know, I guess one thing, Derek, you had mentioned is the challengers as far as nickel goes. Yeah, it, it just depends on if uh, if Hayden's ready to step in, you know, to, to, to uh, take over that nickel spot that's vacated by Colvin. Uh, he's, he's a proven solid vet, so... You know, I'm sure he'll do just fine. It's just to be a matter of picking up the playbook, learning the positions, um, kind of going from there, guarding the quicker, uh, you know, n- uh, slot receivers, um, getting put in, you know, different positions. They'll definitely, uh, teams that in our division will definitely try to exploit that. You know, they're not really going to try Ramsey or Boyer too many times. Um, so he's definitely probably going to get a lot of looks, a lot of balls thrown his way. Yeah, I mean he's got he's got some pressure. He's got the biggest shoes to fill in my in my opinion because Colvin kind of really solidified himself on the defense as that sideline to sideline that utility corner. Um, he didn't really give up a lot of plays last year. He was sure tackling. Um, you know, he he really was that underneath guy that was going to guard those 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 inside or those underneath routes that you know Marquise Lee loves while somebody's running deep. Colvin made his his living and got a really good contract with Houston because of the work that he put in last year. DJ Hayden, he's got to step up and be that that nickel cornerback because you know for a fact that Jalen and AJ are going to come to ball like they always do. Uh, top two cornerbacks. Uh, in my or I think I think the league's opinion on the same team. So yeah, Hayden's got the biggest shoes to fill on that defense. All right, then we get to safety, and Ronnie Harrison's the guy that was it. UJK three that was big on Ronnie Harrison, big on him because you know I, I'm a I'm a SEC homer. Um, so of course I'm SEC versus the world, and he came from you know a, a little school from Tuscaloosa. And he, he played lights out every every uh, every Saturday. Uh, you know, sometimes they have those Monday night bowl games uh, that, he, that he did all right in. But, yeah, I think Ronnie Harrison, uh, it, it all depends on how much he's been in the playbook. Athletically, I think he is athletically superior than Barry Church and Tashawn Gibson only because he doesn't have the miles on him like they do. Uh, you know, get... He got soaked up a lot in, in Cleveland, so a lot of wear and tear there. Uh, Barry Church, 
a lot of miles on him in Dallas as well. This is literally like buying a new car with all your gadgets, that new car smell. You just, uh, you know, hope that Ronnie Harrison has been in the playbook and can continue to have his mind keep up with it as far as athletic ability goes. Um, if you haven't watched any film or anything else like that or watched any of his tape, go back and watch him. You know, I usually have to watch the Bama play because I am an SEC guy, so I see what they're doing. But as far as athletic ability, I think he's top-notch. I think it's another steal that the Jaguars got. It's just, is his mind really going to put him in the position to get where he needs to to, to make plays and, and earn that PT in, in, uh, in camp? Basically, you have a guy that can play ball. You just got to figure out where you're going to put him and how you're going to do it. Um you love the depth that you have as far as that position goes. Uh, they even have a proven vet, uh, Don Carey, uh, behind church at, you know, strong. You know, it, like I said before in earlier episodes, it's not going to matter. You know, free, strong, da 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 da. At this point in, in, in time in the NFL, we're so, it's so pass happy that it's kind of like, okay, who can get back there? Who can play center field? Who are my corners? And who's going to lay the boom? All right. That's pretty much it. So if you have those five guys, and I said five because there's definitely going to be the nickel involved because everything's three receiver sets now, um, that's what it's going to be. And if Ronnie Harrison, if he came out and he was you know strong at nickel on first down, let's say we're playing the Patriots and they got to put Church down, they might put Harrison back. You know, they 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 could get creative. I'm not saying that's going to be what they do all the time. We don't know. You know, we're just fans and even the media, they don't know. Nobody knows anything, but um, they can definitely get creative. And that's what makes championship teams when you can get creative and do different things. Cool. I saw in your notes, uh, Don Carey. That's a blast from the past right there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. How old is that guy now? I don't know. He was with the Lions for a while, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was with us in, what, 08, 09, somewhere around there. He is, he is thirty one. Okay, wow. I would think he'd be older than that for some reason. I remember. I think it was like uh, a bunch of episodes back. I, I think we were kind of picking at him a little bit just because he has such a like non football name. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he's just. It sounds like he should be like a like a, a sideline reporter or something. Or I can see I can see him there like typing on a typewriter with like a bunch of smoke in his uh, like a cigarette in his mouth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what is this? The nineteen fifties <laughs> typewriter? Jeez. That's what Vito Stellino used to do back in the day. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, shout out, um, shout out to Vito though. I see if he's relevant on Twitter. Yeah, no, Vito's like embraced uh, social media. He's all about that, and uh, he has like a little fan base and everything. So he's actually been on before. Well, duh, you know that. We were all here <laughs> present for that, I believe. Actually, <laughs> so I don't know why I'm reminding you, but um, okay. And then to kind of look at the special teams, I mean, you know, not a lot to talk about. Josh Lambeau was a great addition last year, and then uh, Nortman got the boot. Uh, we drafted a guy, and literally got the boot. <laughs> Yeah, literally, and and Norman was you know pretty much you know immediately released. So uh, Logan Cook, I can't say I know a lot about punters or Logan Cook himself. I'm sure he's good. Otherwise, why would we take him? Uh, although that kind of line of thinking maybe has burned us in the past. But uh, any thoughts on the special team situation, Derek? Well, special teams is going to be big because that's also going to be where your uh, fifth and or sixth wide receiver is going to come into play as far as the return game, and then. Um, you know, with Norman, 
Uh, 39 yards net punt average ain't going to cut it. Uh, I think his actual airtime average was like 44 yards. So that they, they, they're going to want, they're looking for like five more yards. That's amazing that you would think they're cutting a guy over five yards. Yeah, they are. Um, so, and they did. And they still owe him $250,000. So, uh, oh, wow. yeah, that, that tells you how much the field position. Our team is built based on defense and running the ball. Saying, and most people will say, well, what does punting have to do with that? It has everything to do with it. Because if you can get somebody starting off at the 15 or the 10, as opposed to the 15 or the 20, that's huge with our defensive line. So uh, that that's just going to be another, uh, uh, another uh, cog in the wheel that's going to just keep this team rolling. The only thing that's stopping us is injuries. I really, I really believe that. That's the only thing that could stop us. Um, well, I mean, I'm not gonna just get get off my boy Lambo, um, you know, like that. I mean, I, I am so excited that we finally got a team. Uh, finally got someone that is probably for sure three points. If you get put in that position, that position where within the forty, you know, he's automatic. That's what we had with Scoby. Um, I don't feel like it's such a heart attack to watch Lambeau kick the ball. Now, I know from at least 40, it's going in. It's going good. I don't have to worry about it. He's very consistent, very uh, mentally stable, mentally aware of the position, and I absolutely love it. I'm so glad now that I can go and get my beer on fourth down within it being in the 30-yard line and knowing that we're going to get the three points. Knowing I can walk away right now to go grab a beer. Knowing I can walk away to go to the bathroom right now without hearing somebody yell uh, a bunch of obscenities. And then me running back <laughs> with my pants down and my ankles like, what happened? And then seeing that, uh, you know, that. Wait a minute. You you run back with your pants down on your ankles? I mean, if I'm using the bathroom, bro. If I'm running, if I'm running, if, if I'm going <laughs> to use the bathroom and I come back and I hear everyone's like, oh, what? No. And I'm just looking to see if it was maybe a block or anything. But, you know, it literally looked like. The kids at the punt pass kick, <laughs> um, <laughs> the punt pass kick at the halftime with Myers. So um, I'm happy that we, we, we got a decent, uh, or not a decent, a good, uh, kicker. He's very clutch. Um, and, and that, that's, that's one of the things that we really need. You know, instant points, whenever you can take the points, not leave points on the board, that's what really wins games. Yep. Yeah. Quick little PSA, uh, for all the fans out there. Um, don't run out of the bathroom in the stadium with your pants around your ankles. You'll probably get arrested. So your uh, your digital tickets will get revoked more than likely. Um, okay, any final thoughts on defense, special teams, or anything else related to training camp that we haven't already kind of chit chatted about? No, that's that's going to be a, a very good uh, very good side of the ball. And I'm not talking just defense. I'm saying special teams. I mean, I can, you know, there, there were multiple games where they had some plays that changed or changed or swung the, the outcome of a game. So I'm excited to see the race for, you know, you know, kick return, punt return. You know, Corey Grant's going to be back there. That's going to be automatic. But will it be Jadon Mickens? He kind of disappeared in the playoffs. Will it be Rashad Green making a resurgence? Um, really quick on Mickens. You know, I think he's just got I, I think Mickens got ahead of himself too much. I think I think Mickens was really trying to do way too much 
Um, when he had the, those couple of games where he was taking kickoffs back, uh, and, or excuse me, taking punts back, and, and and having a little bit of you know success in the return game, I think he decided to to get a little too cocky with it, kind of like Ace Sanders. If y'all remember Ace Sanders, how he would yeah. just go mm-hmm. lateral instead of going north and south. Um, if Mickens gets north and south with the ball, dangerous. I mean, just that first step, he's got a really killer first step and his acceleration. But again, if he doesn't get north and south, if Rashad Green's healthy, remember, he took one back. Uh, Corey Grant is healthy. He's the fastest guy on the team right now. And not to mention, he had a couple touchdowns, you know, scored on fake punts and stuff, too. So really excited about that, too. So special teams is, 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 is where the special players are, in my opinion. <laughs> hey, <laughs> edit, edit, edit that out. He was just like, no, literally, lo- he was literally looking at me, just waiting. Yeah, no, it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> it's, I'm all right. Well, uh, we will go ahead and wrap it there. Hopefully, uh, everybody gets a chance to go out to camp. I don't still don't know if I'm gonna be able to do it or not. Take that but, day uh, off, man. Take the day off. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and call out, like you said. Good, uh, <laughs> good, good professional advice there. Um, and uh, and next week, so we do have a little commitment uh, from for the the third time, uh, our third season. Mike Garocco has been on um, every training camp to kind of join us, and he was our first guest ever on episode three. So we're we're extremely loyal to him, and he's a cool guy. So uh, he's going to pop on next week just to kind of give us a little bit of insight on how camp is going. And other than that, uh, like I said on the beginning of uh, part one, if you could leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we would appreciate that. And be sure to follow us on Twitter for any kind of updates or tweets. Um, I think we may be giving the uh, the reins to that over to JK3, who's a little Twitter crazy. So uh, it might get... Uh, it's going to be my new burner account. <laughs> <It's> gonna, <laughs> it might, might get a little crazy. So if you notice a, a change... Uh, no, I didn't uh, go off the deep end or anything. Somebody took it over. So um, I'm going to the camp on Monday. Um, so if anybody uh, is out there, I would love to to meet you all out in person and beside behind the Twitter sphere. Just put faces with at names. You know, it's really cool. Uh, I have a down by the bank T-shirt on. You know, just to, just to, just oh, to plug yeah. us, just to plug us in. You know, so if anybody is out there, um, you know, just just shoot me shoot the uh, the handle. I'll be having it. So just shoot me a, a at mention on the handle and see what you guys are up to out there. I guess when you when you work for that uh that uh, mythical whoa, company, you whoa. can take Mondays off. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I, I will be taking photos for five dollars a piece. So what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, I admit that, that mythical company you can go out there and make money and take a Monday off. I don't, I don't know who he works for. <laughs> never, never heard of him. <laughs> I would love that you like if some like if you actually advertised the five dollar photos and somebody took us up on that. That would be so fun. I would donate the money to Clara White. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yep, that's there good. we go, man. Um, all right. Well, good. Yeah, we'll definitely uh, keep an eye out for the down by the bank T-shirt down there then uh, for sure. And uh, even if you don't have the courage to take, you know, walk up and talk to him, take a picture of him from a distance and add it or send it to us as a tweet. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. Still, that's still going to be five dollars also. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we'll, uh, you know, PayPal, Venmo, Zelle. Um, there's several ways you can contribute that, those funds. Bit- so Bitcoin. 
Bitcoin, <laughs> Litecoin. <laughs> oh, um, oh my! Oh my God! Oh, oh Acon! Acon has his own thing, his own uh, cryptocurrency. Now it's called Acoin. <laughs> he really does. Stupid. <laughs> I think. I think like uh, there were a lot of companies starting to come out with their own uh, digital currencies. Like I think like Walgreens was coming out with their own digital currency and just like all different. I mean, it's uh, to me, it's like getting a little crazy, but yeah. It's ridiculous. Uh, yes, it's a fad. It's what's new. Yeah, everybody's got to jump yep. in. Yep, exactly. So, uh, so keep an eye out for that, and uh, we will talk to you guys next time.